0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Youthful and Powerful with Paul. Today I have with me Jared Anishioski. Um, it's someone I know. I've known him for, for a while now. And he is someone that inspires me a lot because he's a voracious reader. Today, we'll be talking about read to lead and why it's important to read and why reading is good for you. And Jared, I know, reads a lot of books. Last year, I believe he consumed over 50 books. As of February this year, he's consumed over 10 books already. So he's, uh, myself, I'm inspired by the amount of books he read and the amount of knowledge he has. Um, So I've brought him here on board today to share with us his reading strategy and why he actually loves reading. So welcome to the podcast today, Jared.
1: Thank you, Paul. I'm glad to be here. I've never been on a podcast before, so this is kind of exciting for me. Not going to lie. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Thanks, thanks, Jared. I'm looking forward to hearing everything about reading today. So, just to get the ball rolling, why why do you read a lot of books in the first place? Like, why do you spend that amount of time reading fifty books in a year? Ten books, ten books so far reading in 2021.
1: Yeah. So, I, uh, a few years ago, I think it was like 2018, I I started reading more. Like, I read a little bit before. But I really wanted to start reading more, so I think in let me get my years right. So 2018, I read, read like seven books, and then in 2019, I was like, I can do better than that. And I've I've I, I like reading, so I was like, let's try two books a month. So I tried 24 books, and so I was like, yeah, I can. That's a good goal to set. So I started reading, and then like I hit that goal in like August. I hit hit it in August and I was like, Oh, well, let's see what I can do. And so that year, 2019, I hit 37 books. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And, (laughs) and then 2020, I was like, Hey, I want to push myself. So I I do believe it's important to push yourself to see Mm. what your limits are. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to push myself for 2020. And so I have a friend who's he who was my best man at my wedding. Actually, he's like a he's an English major, and he really enjoys reading. And I I get a lot of my like books from him sometimes, and we talk books and stuff. Yeah. And he he always set the goal of fifty books, like every year. He's reading fifty books too. And so oh. I I, I want, I'm going to try to do that with him, and I'll see if I can keep up pace. And so I uh, I started reading in twenty twenty, and I I set a goal of fifty books, and then by December I don't know what it was it was like December 20th or something I was at 52 books so (laughs) I read yeah so I read 52 books in 2020 and that was like pushing myself pretty hard and then in 2021 this year I was like uh I'm gonna slow down yeah I'm gonna you know read some longer books like uh I'm gonna really get some deeper books died really things that are hard for me to understand and digest and I might have to read it one or two times and I that's what I'm trying to do this year and uh it's so on March 1st this and I've read 11 books this year already
0: 11 books as <laughs> uh, <yeah. match> first. <laughs> that's yeah. very impressive I'm that's... like
1: I'm like oh man I need to slow down I, need, <laughs> and I just I You're just slow
0: down at all no
1: <laughs> I I just finished Peter the Great by uh Uh, Robert K. Mancy, yeah, and that was a 900 page book. And I just finished it, so 900 page, yeah,
0: is is that like the largest volume you've read for a book? 900 pages of a book,
1: what's the longest? Yeah, I read Les Mis, um, by Victor Hugo. Actually, I I, I, because we were talking about reading, I pulled up, um, I pulled up my Goodreads, except this is on the internet. I'm usually on my phone when I'm doing this, but that one was like. 1400 pages i can't remember but like this year is my highest average so far so last year i was at i wish i had the stats but my average page count was like 370 or 340 per for everyone and this year it's like at 400 and something so like my average page count per book is like higher this year than last year yeah yeah so that's a, that's one way I gauge it cuz i don't want to be reading like anyone can read 50 books that are you know 20 pages long yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not hard <laughs> See, but if you what's... read like yeah 50 books that are like 300 400 pages long each that's like quite a bit of book reading
0: does it get easier as you read more books do you find it gets easier or it gets harder to read more books
1: uh 8 it gets easier to read easy books. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. If it, it gets,
1: <laughs> it gets a little bit easier to read harder books, but there's definitely books that slow me down. Mm. There's books that are really easy to rip through. Yeah. And then there's books that are like, whoa, this slow me down. I also, to be, to be honest though, I listen to a lot of books too. I don't just read. Mm. So I have an audible account. And so I, I, I listen to quite a bit of books too, so it's about yeah. if I was to gauge it, it's about fifty-fifty. So I, I read about half my books, yeah, and then I listen to the other half, yeah. And so, so some people may argue, I don't know, some people argue that listening to a book is easier than reading one. Well, it's just true, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so you got to keep that into consideration. So I'm not just plowing through fifty books yeah reading them straight up i don't think i would have enough time <laughs> yeah. to do that but i do listen to quite a bit of books while i work and while i drive yeah. so it's it's a little bit of both
0: yeah yeah but the main thing whether you listen to mm. books or you're reading a book you're getting your mm. mind like mm-hmm. constantly being exercised mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. so you yeah reading a book um the page by the pages you're listening to a book your mind is constantly being built up, built up. i think that's one very nice thing about reading books
1: yeah absolutely absolutely your mind is your it's you know i always thought of like knowledge is kind of it's 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 a tool right it mm-hmm. helps you get through life and yeah and it's like having a well a well-stocked toolkit is when you read a bunch of books you know your your garage is getting full of good tools that you can use yeah. in life and like if you don't read you can still gain knowledge other ways but reading is just, it's, it's, it's an easy way to access a vast array of different subjects and different yeah. knowledge and, and to really push yourself. A lot of times I read stuff that I don't necessarily agree with, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I don't really agree with the way this person wrote this or whatever, but it forces me to understand and to exercise my mind in such a way to understand why I don't agree with it. Is there a good reason I don't agree with it? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, there is a good reason, you know, but if you're not, if, if you don't read those things, then you're never challenged. And then you kind of just stuck in your own belief, yeah. you know, if that makes sense.
0: Well, that, that makes sense. It's um, mm-hmm. very interesting how you put it, like read things that you, that take you out of your comfort zone and you don't mm-hmm. really like agree, agree with I was to ask you what was the most challenging book you've read of recent or
1: um so uh, the most challenging book I've read was probably I read a book by Frederick Nietzsche Mm. and I don't know if you know who that is he's a he's a philosopher and he's um he there's a subject that I've always kind of had an interest in but it's a very, it's a very scary subject is Mm. the best way I can put it. And that's nihilism. So what nihilism is, is basically, um, if you were to say nothing matters, you know, um, in the end of the day, we're just a planet floating through the universe and nothing matters. And it doesn't matter what I do today, because in a million years, no one's going to know what I did today. You know, that, that's kind of like nihilistic thinking. And it's, uh, it's, it's something I've always wanted to understand a little bit better because um, if you understand nihilism, you can understand some pretty, pretty dark things that have happened in history and are happening today. It's because there's a there's a a mentality or there's a mindset of um, nihilism. So mm-hmm. Frederick Nietzsche was a philosopher who really dived deep into nihilism, and it's something you don't want to read lightly something it can be dark and it can be it's kind of scary and and you can be like holy like (laughs) you know this this is scary but it actually kind of makes sense I can kind of understand why people fall into that and and I think it's important to kind of scare yourself a bit too in life because if you just you know play it safe you'll never challenge yourself and so that's like kind of a subject that's always scared me is nihilism and so yeah I kind of started reading a little bit but I didn't I, a lot of times I don't dive like hard into something that scares me. I just like look into it for a little bit and back out and then go back in yeah. a little bit and then back out. So yeah, that, uh, that book scares me a little bit. I, I wrote, I wrote, I read Thus Spoke Zarathustra by Friedrich Nietzsche. It's probably one of his most popular books. Yeah. Wow,
0: that that yeah. sounds scary. Just listening to you explain <laughs> yeah I, I don't I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: it's it's not lightly. <laughs> I uh I also read a book by Alexander Solzhenitsyn, which is a uh, he read he wrote the Gulag Archipelago, and that book is probably the most depressing book i've ever read (laughs) (laughs) and like i like needed to like read some like uplifting fun like adventure novel after because i was just like holy like this is this is just how could people do this to other people you know yeah it was a yeah
0: one one thing i find interesting like about books like um what i'm doing this year for myself i'm focusing on biographies so Hmm. i just finished becoming by mitchell obama writing mm-hmm. biography called, um, it's called um, A Billion Dollar Molecule. It's mm-hmm. how if a pharmaceutical company in the US was started, like the science and the politics involved. I also mm-hmm. have biographies on um, Abraham Lincoln. I want to read. Mm-hmm. I have biography on um, John, Diffenbaker, John Diffenbaker. I want to also read. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm focusing on biographies this year. One thing I love about biographies personally is when I'm reading, I'm on my bed, I'm reading the biography, it takes me from where I am and takes me into a different world. Like I'm gone really from that moment. I'm just like, mm-hmm. bored. I'm just like seeing what they experienced and seeing how they made decisions, how they made good decisions and how they made uh, mistakes. Right. And I learned from, them. I come back to my present and I implement mm-hmm. those things I've learned from their past, like going back to their past. So book, books actually take me from my present to the past, then brings me back to the present and helps me implement and make better decisions only if you have something mm-hmm. very similar to that when you oh yeah yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah so like out of all the books i do read biographies tend to be the ones that impact me the most because it's it's real life it's real people it's real struggle and it's how they really got out of it or got through it or or didn't get through it you know some biographies they don't get through it yeah. and you know so yeah I can I can see why you enjoy biographies because I enjoy biographies Um, I read the biography of Benjamin Franklin Um, I'm trying to think of any other ones I've read I read a biography on Paul Paul the Apostle very interesting very good by N.T. Wright yeah I read that one recently i i kind of read this very interesting book it's like jared why are you reading this so i read a <laughs> i read a book um called marry him and it's about a woman who was struggling to find a husband and it was just like her biography of trying to go through the dating scene and how it just never worked out and all this because stuff and that and then by the ending of the writing she she was in her 40s, I think, and she still hadn't find found a husband yet. So it's like she she's kept failing and failing and failing. And like she's a very successful person. So it's like it's unreal. I read really good book last year. It was like in my top three. Green lights. I think when you came over to my house, I showed it to you. I don't know yeah. if I showed it to you. I think Green you lights. Yeah, yeah, by Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Very yeah. good, very yeah. good book. That's uh that was a, a must read, like um and then i read educated which i also yeah. told you about yeah. that was a good good that was biography that on,
0: on my list this year
1: yeah tara westover's book very good very very good i read i read anne frank's diary last year oh this is one thing like i could talk to you about i i yeah. remember i told you i read um marcus aurelius's uh, meditations yeah and it inspired me to actually write more. And that's one thing. Now here's a whole nother tangent we could talk about is yeah. like, whenever you read a lot, it's just like the weird metamorphoses start to want to write. It's like yes. really crazy. <laughs> so I'll tell you a little story about myself. I remember when I was like really young, this is before I even liked reading. I was like in the library and I found like this one big thick paperback book. And then I was like flipping through it like really fast. I was like, how could someone write all this? Like, how is this even <laughs> possible? You know, there's like thousands upon thousands of words. Like, who has the time to like and the energy and the imagination to do this? Is like in my little brain, like eight-year-old brain or whatever yeah. old I was. I was like, that's impossible. That's and I've always had that memory stuck in my mind. That's impossible to write that novel or big, thick paperback novel. And then I was like, that that's always something that's been in my mind that has something impossible that I have to do in my life you know some I don't know if I'm going to be 60 years old retired and but I want to write a book one day yeah. my mom my mom's a writer she has really? several published books and I'm like wow. maybe it's in my blood and I've and I've never went to school for writing I never went to university I was I always hated writing in school I could just never do it and I was like man if you if I could write a book one day, that would be like the ultimate achievement. I feel like, I don't know, in my life, because it's like something I always believe is impossible and I do it, you know, I make it possible. So Mark, when Mark, when I was reading Marcus Aurelius, he was writing how his writing styles, he would just write down just random thoughts almost. It seems random. I don't know. Maybe it just seems random to me, but he wrote down a bunch of thoughts and he really flushed them out and he really thought about them a lot yeah. and he meditated on them, right? Different like truths he's witnessed in his life and his, saw from his friends and, you know, lessons he's learned throughout his life. And so I started writing down a bunch of stuff. And I was like, I remember when he came over to my house one time, I was kind of reading you some of them. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and funny story, but not funny story. It's kind of sad. I accidentally deleted them all. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So I had a, I had a hundred, I had 170 meditations, like just different things I've learned through life and I deleted them. And then I was so upset. Oh, Paul, I was so upset. and So I started writing again. I was like, Hey, I got to start over this time. I'm going to write them physically down and save, save them on my computer different ways than one. And I I'm up to like 70 again. So I, there's a hundred of them out there that are in my brain. I have to figure out, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so I've, I've started writing a lot more ever since i started reading yes, yeah
0: I, I can attest to that like i was telling you when i when i met you a um, couple of months ago that i started journaling this year i've been journaling mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. today i was going through my journal and i went back to my to january 1st and i was mm-hmm. looking at my goals i wrote to my journal for the year mm-hmm. and it was so nice to look at them it's almost mm-hmm. like it's energized me because now we're already getting to the middle of the year and it's getting like really challenging. Lots of things are happening. So going mm-hmm. back to look at the goals I wrote down and read them kind of re me because I'm like, okay, you know what? I can do mm-hmm. this. But if I don't have that written down, I just have it in my brain. When I go back, when I'm trying to figure out what my goals were, I mm-hmm. can't really get energy from that. we writing it down like reading the meditations to me when I came to your place, it was the kind of energy it brings out mm-hmm. when you read out something you've written down, you know, and mm-hmm. it gives you that energy to keep going. That's one thing about I'm reading and writing is something I, I can attest to.
1: Yeah. So there's something I always believed. there's something about articulating something. And maybe mm-hmm. that's like what's so powerful about books is because someone took the time to, take something out of their head what they've just been thinking and they put the energy and the time to articulate it to the best of their ability Mm -hmm. on paper and when you articulate something and you really spell something out it forces you to think about it in in a way so like if it's just in your head like you always have arguments and stuff in your head and they just sound Mm -hmm. so good in your head but when you're forced to write them out you're forced to think about them more and yeah. and even conversation, like when you have a conversation, uh, you're forced to take thoughts out of your mind and to articulate them in such a way that someone else can understand them. And when you do that, you you order your um, your thoughts up and you lay them out for someone. And it's just a good practice to have. It causes you to think and it, it puts yourself out there a little bit. I think that's that's important to do if you don't talk to people or don't write things ideas down they they can just sit in your mind and then you can be so you can sit in your mind for years and you're so set on them and may, and sometimes they're wrong and or they're not challenged at all but when you have a conversation with someone or you write an idea down on paper even for yourself to read you you force yourself to really think about it and you ch- and you and you put yourself out there to be challenged and that's important, I think. That's very important. If you're not challenged in your thoughts and your ideas, then you could have the wrong ideas and yeah. wrong thoughts for your whole life. And you yeah. can be so set on them and that you can, it could drag you down in the wrong direction. If that makes sense.
0: That makes total sense. Like, mm. you need to be able to articulate what you have. It's not enough having. It's almost like when is your mind is a seed, right? You bring yeah. it out and you kind of mm-hmm. like, take the seed and you plant the seed down. By mm-hmm. writing it or articulating it, then it can start growing. If you get that seed out from your mind, you're gonna it's just going to remain as a seed and would never grow. It's just gonna stay there, right? So for mm-hmm. example, when I like I met you a couple of when we met a couple of months ago, we talked about reading and books. I was mm-hmm. inspired, like you read lots of books. I know I want to read more books. I read books, you know not to read more books, I and mean, you're giving me ideas, you give me the good reads challenge mm-hmm. i'd like to, to talk about later mm-hmm. talk about audible other ways that i could actually improve my reading you know so it's now i know i want to read more we're talking to you about it he gave me other ideas i can use you know to boost my reading efficiency right and it's been, yeah. been better the past couple of weeks you know so
1: yeah like i could i could, i could tell you about reading efficiency so um i noticed last year i, I read a book called Atomic Habits. I think James Clear wrote it. It's a really good book. And he talks about habit stacking. And he talks about all these different ways to cultivate good habits in your life. And that's when I, I started reading in the morning every morning. Mm. So I started. So before I would just find time to read and, you know, after, after work sometimes, and sometimes in the morning or on a Saturday, you know, but I had a bad habit of always hitting my snooze alarm in the morning. And then I thought, after I read this book about habits I was like well what are some habits I can cultivate and so he in the book atomic habits he has this thing called habit stacking so if you can get one habit all you need to do is get one habit down just down packed one time it could be like the smallest little habit of like getting out of bed Um, when your alarm goes off, like you can have the habit of always hitting snooze, 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 or you can, you can start one tiny habit of just, I'm going to get out of bed when my alarm goes off. And then when you do that, when you get one habit down and no matter what you're getting out of bed with your, with your alarm going off, then you can do, you can have a strategy of habit stacking. So then as soon as you get out of bed with your alarm going off, you know, that the next thing you do is I'm going to go start my coffee. And mm-hmm. I hit my coffee machine. I'm just going through my morning routine. So I hit my coffee machine and then I find my book and my coffee's brewing and I turn on a light and I have a, this one spot I sit on the couch in the morning. And then it, I, I tell myself, and it's good, it's important to do this. you got to be, I'm going to be in a place at a certain time. So I'm going to be sitting down on my couch with my lamp on and you paint the whole picture. It's really important to paint a whole good picture. Because you get the details down, the little details, because they help and they, they create like a morning ritual. You know, all rituals have little minute details. And there's a reason why you have these details. And I'm going to have my, so I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have my coffee, put cream and sugar in my coffee. I uh, put my lamp on, sit down and by 6.10. So I wake up at 6. My alarm goes off at 6. So in 10 minutes from my alarm, go, I got to be sitting down with a book so from 6:10 i read till 7 so 50 minutes 50 minutes every morning i power through and i read and so that's that's my habit so i got my first habit: getting out of bed and then it stacks my next habit start the coffee turn on the light you know find my book find the spot in my book and then pour my coffee put cream and sugar in my coffee and sit down I'm so relaxed, so comfortable, the light is so perfect, like you just want to make it so comfortable for yourself. Get out your book and you're just like, ah, you're sitting there and you're reading, you're like, I did it, (laughs) you know? It's those little things that like, and you do that 50 minutes is not very long to read. You might, you might, you might have to, if you're not used to reading that long, maybe I'm just used to reading that long. But if you're not used to reading that long, you can start with like 10 minutes, you know, whatever you need to do. And then it just builds 50 minutes every, every day. That's, I don't know how to, that's 50 times five. I do that five times a week. So
0: That's really interesting, Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. There's one, my, my friend read a book called Compound Effects, very close, Race not not atomic habits. It's just like you start this thing today, tomorrow, mm-hmm. three, next tomorrow, it just keeps building up over and, and it just becomes an habit, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's something I'm trying to delve into, Like when I started journaling at the beginning of the year, it Mm -hmm. was a bit difficult, right? But the more Mm -hmm. I journal, the more I'm loving it. And Mm -hmm. anytime I take my journal and I have like these goals I want to achieve, and Mm -hmm. I achieve the goals and I tick them, I feel Mm -hmm. like my brain releases releases neurochemicals. I feel so good. Like, oh, I achieved this, Mm -hmm. I achieved this tick, and it feels so good.
1: Yeah, Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I know what you're talking about there about like how it's the compound, you know, the compound interest effect or like the, the reason he calls it atomic, it's not like a big thing. It's a tiny yeah. little habit. That's what he's saying. Atomic habits is yeah. a tiny little thing. And it's like, it's the tiny little things that we do every single day that make the big changes in our life. It's not yeah. the big, massive things. It's the tiny things. Yeah. Like it could be like, and it works both ways, right? It works for our good and it works for our bad. So like, not eating healthy every day or just like eating a little bit of unhealthy thing every day, every day, every day could lead to really bad things in the future or eating healthy every day and, you know, could lead to really good things in the future.
0: That's so good. I have a question for you. I'm going to answer this question myself also. Um, And what book did you read in the past that really like influenced you big, like, Change your life? Maybe, I don't know if he's actually mm. talking to some other book. What books do you read that kind of like open your eyes to like new dimensions to the new you basically?
1: Well, that's a really good question. There's a few books that come to my head right away. There's a book, I think Dale Carnegie wrote it, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And, and that was like one of the first books that I realized like, man, you know, he's a very very practical writer he was a very practical writer and I just love that I love that practical aspect and I was like man like he just laid out like um I think there was 12 things I can't remember all of them but he laid out just super practical things you could apply to your life that improve your life and it's just like one of them was remember people's names just remember people's names and like if you can do that you're like you see someone, you talk to them once, and then three months later, you're like, hey, and you remember their name. Yeah. That impacts them so much. And another one was like, never criticize. Never, ever, ever, ever criticize. Even like, don't even, don't even like, I'm doing, you know, healthy criticism. I forget that mm. there's a term constructive. for it. Constructive. Yeah. yeah. Constructive crit. People like, I was just giving them constructive criticism. It's like, no, don't even do that never criticize anybody so when you criticize someone you when I if I was to criticize you say Paul you automatically are thinking of reasons to justify your actions yeah. you're like if I was to say you shouldn't have done that or like I can't believe you bought a red car you know Well else like and then all of a sudden you're like oh uh, red is the best color and you're trying to justify <laughs> you know you justify yeah. your actions and you put up these massive walls and you don't build bridges with people ever Mm -hmm. criticizing you build up walls so yeah I think it that was like a really good point he made in that book so that like that really impacted my life there's some books like even like I read I read for I read for fun too I don't just read serious books I read some really fun books so actually fun books is what got me into reading And like I read, would read like some sci-fi, like Pierce Brown, who's my favorite author. Uh, I read some of his sci-fi stuff, and I and I'm like, man, books are so awesome, and they just (laughs) made it made me fall in love with books because it's like no movie, no TV show could ever do what this guy did with his writing. It's just so perfect, and so that made me fall in love. Like so, when I think what, what books made me fall in love with reading it's probably that that series and like i also one thing that really makes you a person fall in love with reading is actually having friends or people in their life that love to read yeah
0: yeah.
1: so like even like you're saying you you're influenced by me wanting to read well i was influenced by others like i wasn't a big reader in high school and when i got out of high school i had a few friends really close friends who just love reading and they just mm. love and then they would tell me what to read, and I would I'm like okay, I'll try it and I'll read it. And then I'm like, Whoa, this is awesome! <laughs> like there's a whole nother world like reading is like, Yeah, you didn't know. There's a whole nother world here. Whole new world. <laughs> yeah, a whole new world. A whole new yeah. World. And then yeah. And then you find a good author, you find a really good author, and then yeah. that person, you find out what they like to read, and then you yeah. start reading what your author really likes to read, and like, <laughs> all right, yeah, it's like this web you'll never yeah. run out of things to read because you're exactly. always like finding yeah you're always finding new things yeah especially if you have friends that read they'll always tell you what to, what's good stuff
0: that's very that and, that and that very good point having friends that read From i have friends that read um be one of my friends that reads a lot i have another friend who lives in Alberta, who's a PhD student mm-hmm. i was telling you about yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. lots of books so when we're talking and he's like mm-hmm. yeah i was reading this book and this guy was talking about this principle. I'm like, I should probably check out that principle in that book. Mm-hmm. Like, he has so much knowledge in finance, in science, in politics. Mm-hmm. He just knows a lot. And mm-hmm. like, he has so, it's almost like there's so much wisdom coming out mm-hmm. of him, right? So having friends like you guys, like him that read, that read lots of books, it motivates me to want to read two, to just like, because we can have mm-hmm. Intelligent conversations. If I'm mm-hmm. not growing and you are growing, there will be always be that gap between us. If I'm not able to speak at the same level you're speaking, i to not able to speak at the same level of knowledge and wisdom. I have to be willing to consume a lot of knowledge to get myself. I'm um, leveled mm-hmm. up physically, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can see why you would want to read because that that way for sure. I've one thing that I've noticed. Um, It's kind of on the same lines, something that a side effect, there's a lot of good side effects to reading. There's a lot of good side. But one thing that kind of has kind of I've discovered for myself, I've never heard anyone say this about reading. And I've kind of just noticed it improve my life in this way is when you read a lot and you read a vast different subjects, you can read biographies, you can read anything, you know, science, math, you can read just fun books, fantasy whatever and what it does it cultivates it cultivates interest you become interested in different things mm. there's certain things like history I wasn't interested in before now I'm like oh my gosh I want to read so much about that subject and when you cultivate interest in your life it not only just shows up in your reading it shows up in your life and so when you interact with people because we're always interacting like yep. with people and I believe like you know, having relationships with people is just, it's the, some of the most rewarding thing in life, yeah. having a good relationship with people and, yeah. and, and how you have a good relationship with somebody is you become interested in them. Yeah. And, and when you're inter- like, if I'm interested in you, Paul, you want to be around me, don't you?
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause
1: I, I, if I'm interested in you and if you're interested in me, we want to be around each other and, yeah. and, if I find what you find interesting, interesting. Yeah. There's a, there's a sentence for you. <laughs> if I find, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I can say it again. I don't even know if I could say it twice, but if I find, <laughs> if I find what you're interested in, interesting, yeah. then there's a connection there. Right. Yes. And when you read a bunch, you can, you can come up to anybody and you can connect with them yeah. very quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, if, so if you're like, hey I'm a PhD in chemistry all of a sudden I'm very interested in chemistry like I've I have a little (laughs) bit of understanding but like I want to learn more about chemistry like and and you probably could point me to a good chemistry book you know or something like that or if you meet someone who's like really into like Roman history and you're like man Roman history is so cool and you're like tell me more about Roman history and you can follow them because you have somewhat of a base of Roman history and you can try to like follow them and you can Reciprocate, reciprocate. Is that the right word? The conversation back and forth, and you can keep up with them. Like you were saying, you can keep up with them. You build a relationship because this, the person you're talking to, is like, man, this person's really interested in Roman history, and and I wouldn't be interested in Roman history if I wasn't interested in being interested in things. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I had never cultivated a, 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 you know, an attitude of being interested, if that makes sense. So that the kind. Yeah. That kind of like I didn't see that coming. I didn't think that was going to be a side effect of reading. But it's actually it it's actually enhanced my social life. Like it's made mm. my social life better because I am I'm more interested in people and what they're interested in. And that's, yeah.
0: That's interesting. That like that's Yeah, interesting.
1: interesting. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. That's interesting. True. That that's something
0: yeah. I'll, I'll pay attention to. I I know mm-hmm. The more I read, the more I read books, the more I like, expand my knowledge, the more I get to know about other people's um, culture, for example. Yeah, yeah. Cultures are different, mm-hmm. so I can understand people's culture. I can understand other people's way of reasoning, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times, based on how I grew up and where I'm from, my think- thinking might be streamlined, but when I start listening to reading other books and reading other books that are out of my comfort zone or out of my experience mm-hmm. i start understanding why people do what they do and how they mm-hmm. think, right so as you said it builds that curiosity in you you meet someone who is not kind of similar to you has a different experience you're really mm-hmm. curious to know about them really curious to learn about them you, you don't just think in a narrow way you kind of trying to know more about them get to meet them get to like enjoy being in their being in their company right and that's yeah hundred percent yeah
1: Oh yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree with what you're saying. That's it's so when you read, you read a vast, a majority like so many different people from so many different cultures. You know, like I, I'm a, I'm really into Russian history right now, yeah. and Russian literature, and it's t- different culture. But it forces when you read a read from a different mindset and a different cultural mindset, it forces you to to you know get fresh perspective. You know, yeah. it gives you fresh perspective. And that's it's really important in our lives. We we get stuck in our little um, our box, box. Oh, box yeah. yeah, or like a positive feedback loop kind of deal. Like, uh, or what's a better way of putting it? Um, echo chamber. You Know what an echo chamber is? So we get stuck in people that have have like-mindedness. And but when you read, you're forced to like kind of leave that, yeah. and you're forced to like, you know, step into a different culture or step into the life of someone who had a different upbringing than you and saw the world differently than you. And then you you can, when you meet someone for the first time, you're uh, more open to the way they view life, if that makes sense. And you're more empathetic to how they view life and more patient. That's what I'm thinking. You're more patient, like in understanding somebody. And I think yeah. that's really important. I think it's important to be patient when understanding people.
0: Um, we're going to stop here for today. Thank you so much um, for coming on to share with us your experience with reading. And we're mm-hmm. going to have you back to discuss. Yeah. Me because this um, conversation never ends. And-
1: yeah, it never, it never does. Yeah. Well, thanks, Paul, for having me. I, I appreciate you uh, asking me to come on your show.
0: Thank you very much, Jared. Yeah.